0: Hello, and welcome to Mother Daughter Earthcast, a show that will help you navigate the eco world and live a more colorful and conscious life. We'll inform, inspire, and embolden you. And most importantly, we'll have fun along the way to a more planet
1: caring lifestyle together.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Mother Daughter Earthcast. This is Mariana Archibald. And I'm Jenna Woods. And today my mom and I are chatting with Devin Whalen from Green Whale. It's this lovely business that Devin and her family started during the pandemic, and it's all focused on education and specifically sustainable sustainability education for both parents and children. And I think it should be grandparents also. Yeah, mom does. She's not a grandparent yet, y'all. She is, yeah. She has a grand puppy, but yeah. <laughs> she keeps putting herself in the grandparent category. And I'm not really sure why. <laughs> She's manifesting. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, but Devin is such an amazing person and personality. We literally got off our interview with her and we're like, we want to be friends with Devin. I know. And I said this in the interview.
1: But I really want to hug her. I know. She's just terrific and she's so
0: enthusiastic and she's rock. I don't normally say this. She's rocking it. She's rocking it. She is. And honestly, this is one of the reasons I love our podcast so much. I hope y'all do too. (laughs) (laughs) But we just got to meet such amazing people. And now I know one day when we do have children green whale is where I'm going to go for all my info because they are truly living the you know sustainably mindful life and she is sharing everything that she's learning in such a genuine way and she what also I love about what they're doing is they take a similar approach I think to what we do in terms Mm of we're not here this is a no shame zone just we're just here to help you progress and we're just here to help you grow and learn and we're going to try to give you as many resources as possible to do that which I think is amazing exactly what Devin's doing well that's yeah that's what I'm saying yeah (laughs) (laughs) I love it Devin and us mom both of us and her family we're all on the same same page so yeah the chat with her was great And also, we got to squeeze this in before Mama over here goes out of town. She's skipping out. I am going to some
1: cooler temperatures, and my husband and I are going to take a road trip
0: up to Montana to visit his family. I told her she should go glamping along the way because we sit in this awesome spot in uh, Canyon City, near Canyon City, Colorado. But her husband didn't like the fact that the bathrooms were in a different building. So, (laughs) whatever. They're totally fine. It was awesome. So, they're not glamping this time, contrary to my recommendation, but no worries. I know. We're going to go to Montana via
1: Oklahoma, Colorado, and Wyoming. Nice. And going to see some
0: beautiful parts of the world. I'm very excited. For those of you who don't know, my mom loves road tripping. Oh, she I think it. was a trucker in another life. <laughs> <laughs> this lady can get in any vehicle and go.
1: I just love it. It makes me calm. Yeah. It re- I really relax. I love seeing I don't want to fly over all this beauty. I want to see it, and Mm -hmm. if there'll, I'll be, I'll see some place like. Oh, I want to go in there, and you can do that when you're driving. Whenever my children, oof, (laughs) oof, oof, (laughs) what, Mariana? Continue. Whenever we were young, or whenever they were young, we'd get in the car, and yes, there was a final destination in mind. Yes, there. Yes, there was a final destination in mind, but the trip was part of the journey and oh my gosh we i would always say we we're gonna go where the wind blows
0: us (laughs) y'all i was okay i'm pretty precise in my actions pretty precise (laughs) i was freaking type a as type a as they came when i was younger and um this go where the wind blows you situation <laughs> did not really so well especially okay y'all need to also let me let me you know try to stand up for myself here, we would embark on these off the beaten path journeys and it was so go where the wind would take us that we didn't even have like hotel reservations. And when you are traveling with at the time like an 80 year old grandfather who requires a recliner and you're in these tiny little towns, (laughs) finding places to sleep was always interesting. But that's just how it rolled when we were younger. I will tell you it was quite frustrating at the time and I say when I was younger I didn't really get the appeal of road trips but now I do yeah so way to go mom I came around in the end but yeah Toby and I love road tripping too it's great well we we are less of the willy-nilly situation (laughs) We, we do have hotel reservations but it's it is great it's great well, we have hotel reservations for this trip
1: because my husband made all the trips. I, I would not have made one. I, not a one. Not a one. But, you know, we did have some interesting, there are some interesting stories about where we ended up having to stay because there <laughs> was, we just didn't know where the wind was going to blow us. But what about the time that you got to swim in a pool with gardenias floating all in That's it? That's
0: true. That's That was pretty lovely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they weren't all bad, y'all. Don't no, don't y'all had wrong. some. There's some great places that. We there ended. were some great places, so I'm really happy for you and your road trip, and you get to get away, and we'll hold down the fort here in Dallas until you get back. Um, and help water my plants. Oh yeah, do I need to do that? <laughs> I mean, I can. We'll chat. We'll, we'll chat offline. <laughs> you want to commit now and say yes? No, no I'm not committing on air. I'm, I, y'all. I commit to nothing on air, nothing officially. My mom has a million plans, so we need to see what this entails. So. A lot, no. Yeah. Anyway... We're going to let you get to our conversation with Devin because she is amazing. And um, we'll be linking all of the links for Green Whale in the show notes. But to get to them, their website is gogreenwhale.com. And they're also at Green Whale LLC on Instagram. And Devin was saying that they post almost every day. So they have a lot of awesome, awesome content on there. And we have a really fun bonus episode with Devin where we we chat about their play your plate gamified kind of experience to learn how to eat in a more environmentally conscious way and learn in a fun with a fun approach how to reduce your carbon impact and through your food and i'm actually thinking uh, well i told them on air that i'm thinking about doing taking the five-week challenge on social media and kind of sharing how that Ooh. goes so we'll see we'll see we'll see so if for those of y'all on patreon head over to to listen to this awesome little bonus content. And if you're not already a supporter on Patreon, head over to patreon.com forward slash mother daughter earth. Really, really helps us just kind of keep this podcast going. And we really appreciate um, everyone who is becoming a part of our amazing community on patreon yes we really do appreciate y'all we do and while you're at it um give us a review and a rating on apple itunes go check out our stuff on instagram all of the above but enough about that let's without further ado welcome devin whalen to mother daughter earthcast we are here with Devin Whalen with from Green Whale and we are so excited to talk about sustainability education and how you really bring both the young generation and older generations into the fold and of course since my mom are, and I are here as a mother daughter duo this is especially apropos so Devin thank you so much for being here on the podcast with us today
2: well, thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited
0: to be here. We're so excited we get to chat with all these cool people in our in our world. I tell I tell everyone that it's just before really coming into the green world, the word networking kind of scared me. But now it's just like getting to meet the coolest people. Our world has really the coolest people in it, I think. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it does. Yeah. It, does. <laughs> it does. And our guests have so changed my quality of life. I agree. It's just amazing what I've learned from all of y'all. So yeah, anyway. so we
0: can't wait to learn from you today, Devin. Well, wait. kick us off, if you will, and tell us a little bit about your background, how Green Whale got started, what sparked the idea to create this business with your family, and just kind of get us get us going.
2: Yeah, Okay. So my background is in education. Um, I I have a degree in uh, English, I have a degree in curriculum instruction, and I'm currently working on a degree in learning design and technology. So it's just kind of part of who I am and what I do. Um, I think everybody expects to hear that I'm a teacher, but I'm not. (laughs) Um, I've never been a teacher. I student taught. but I've never been a teacher in the traditional sense. Um, but I did work in higher education for over a decade, and I uh, concentrated my work on learning outside of the classroom mm. about how to resolve conflict and how to um, get to know themselves and other people and how we show up in the world. And... Um, And a little bit of what we were trying to teach them is to be civically engaged and contributing members of society. And um, I worked for an institution that really valued sustainability. And so um, we were also sort of trying to, I guess, latch onto the low hanging fruit when it comes to teaching about sustainability, right? So a lot of low level, like this is how you recycle, or this is what composting is. Um, And so, that's sort of where and when my own journey really started to pick up, right? I had grown, I grew up recycling, but I didn't really, I didn't really do much else. And so I learned a lot while I was working for this institution that had this value. And um, it was something that just really touched me and fit into my life. And so uh, my, the first thing that I did was that I swapped out my paper napkins for cloth napkins, yeah. that was my first, like, yeah, <laughs> my really easy transition, right, for me, and that's for sort
1: everyone, of,
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I thought it was really easy, you know, I get I, I do laundry anyway, here's a couple extra napkins, right, um, and so, uh, that was an early thing for me. And when my husband and I met, there were just, no, we didn't do napkins. And by that point, there were a couple other little things, too. Like, I don't do paper towels now either. Um, you know, slowly was growing. Um, and so I've got him pretty, for the most part, pretty invested in in that part, too. Um, and it's just sort of how we we do life, right? When, when it came to have children, we chose cloth diapers. And it just became sort of like slowly adopting things that we could do, um, as a family and saying what fits into our life. And, um, so then, uh, with the pandemic, um, I, I pulled my kids out of daycare, um, because for me, that was, that was what made me feel good about keeping them safe. And so I, I kept them at home and I left my job and, um, I had this time on my hands sort of. I mean, I got kids running around, but I sort of have this time on my hands. And so I started to say, okay, well, what can we do with that? And my husband has been talking for years about how he really wants to flip furniture. So I was like, you know, there's this really good intersection for me of this idea of, you know, rescuing these pieces that are like on the curb, and then people don't want anymore, right? And giving them new life, Mm -hmm. Um, especially because at the time, we were kind of living in a um, in a place where with a lower socioeconomic status and just sort of um, seems like a really great opportunity for us to take like good quality furniture that might be kind of outdated mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and give it and give it an update. Right. Because um, we're a young family and uh, we have young children. We're like we knew what it was like to to want to furnish our home mm-hmm. and looking at our budget and saying this is how much money we have um and realizing that in a lot of cases that that means you either buy something that you're not real crazy about the way it looks Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it functions right (laughs) or you go to a lot of the big box stores where the the furniture is more temporary right Right. and it's it's not real wood so we um we are like, well, this is a great opportunity for us to, to kind of help families maybe get something that is a little bit more updated or, or um, and still functional, right? And still quality, mm-hmm. um, which sounded like a great idea, right? <laughs> That's what we wanted to do. Um, but unfortunately, while I had all this extra time, my husband ended up working like crazy long hours at work, right? And didn't have the time to physically get that part going. So I was like, great. So we have this company name and this idea and no time to put that into action. And I didn't want to lose the momentum of like, I don't know, just starting something. Right. And I still had my time. Mm-hmm. So I said, OK, well, cool. So we had this commitment to sustainability. My background's in education. So how can I maybe not totally derail us? Right. And still honor that value. Um, with something that I can do. And so I started thinking about how, like, I'm trying to teach my my kids to join in the process. Mm -hmm. And I started looking, like I do for all things, all over Pinterest and Googling Mm -hmm. things, right? And I'm looking for ideas, and I'm realizing, you know, while there really are some great ideas, and and I'm not saying that there aren't, but it didn't feel like there was, like, a one-stop shop for things. It didn't feel like anybody was really specifically saying... Hey, parent who cares about sustainability, here's some resources just for you, yeah. right? There's mm-hmm. a lot of, here's cool things you can adapt, here's cool, you know. And so I was like, man, that seems like something that, that maybe other people might appreciate or might benefit from. So, so I started thinking about what does that mean to be a parent who wants to raise kids to be sustainable, Um, And for me, that's two things. (laughs) One, um, it's sort of clarifying or um, teaching for some people a little bit about the basics of sustainability, right? Because you can't really teach your kids to value something if you don't understand it and value it yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do a lot of just easy tips, easy swaps, easy suggestions, you know, um, that really is geared more towards the parent. Um, but in the hopes that as they're learning and growing they sort of start to realize that this is something that they want to do you know for their family and for their kids and so so um, you know as I'm creating things a lot of times I'm like here's a parent version and here's a kid's version I
1: right? love that Beautiful.
2: yeah so like for an example um, it, habits developing habits takes time right um, and I noticed that a lot of people are using like habit trackers and bullet journaling and things to try to like um, monitor how they're doing their progress on habits as adults. So I created some habit trackers for adults, right? Who maybe wanna do, they're they're easy things, right? Um, But the accountability of sort of having to check it off at the end of the day Mm -hmm. um, helps you build your confidence and um, see where you're being successful. But for the kids, um, you know, that's not really where many of them are at. Maybe your older children, but many of them are, are like, especially I think about my own kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's way too advanced for them.
1: <laughs> and but tell us how old are your children?
2: I have a four-year-old and I have a two-and-a-half-year-old. Perfect. And so when I'm thinking about, you know, okay, but I still want to get them involved and this habit tracker concept is too advanced for them, but what could we do for our kids? And so I made like a chore chart, um, which is a pretty popular thing, right? But instead of being things like you know help mom and dad with the dishes, we've got like help mom and dad water plants, right? Mm-hmm. And just things that are age appropriate. Um, and 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 that version, like I, um, I tried to do it by. Groups like there. Here's your little kids, right? They're, these are our planet pals, and some of the little things they might do. And then I do another one that's a little bit more advanced for maybe your middle school kids. And then there's here, here's your big kids. Here's how they can get involved, or here's a family version mm-hmm. with some of those big things that might, might not be daily um, chores, but they might be things that we do more periodically. So everything is sort of like here's one for the parents. Here's one for the kids. Here's um, here's some information for the parents but here's how they can use it to talk to their kids right mm-hmm. um, and so that's sort of where I've spent a lot of my time um, we've been really fortunate since we initially connected that my husband has been able to transition his time and so he's he's taken the furniture part forward now
0: oh good really
2: yeah, yeah, we're really excited. We just we were able to just get a warehouse, and we're really excited to like work on several pieces at a time now. And yeah, that's so
1: awesome. We, and where do you sell them?
2: So we um, are based out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Now <laughs> we mm-hmm. moved. Oh, nice. And and um, in that area, we are mostly just selling on marketplace right now. But okay. You know, we'll, we'll see. I have a website, so I might list them there, too. Um, but just sort of something for the local community makes us feel good.
0: You know? Yeah. Well, you're not too far from Dallas, by the way. So <laughs> That's
1: true. <laughs> and Mariana, whenever she graduated from college, moved to Chicago, one of the most beautiful chairs she bought for her little apartment was an. Oh, uh, someone had fixed up a an old
0: chair and she still has it it's stunning it's gorgeous. honestly i'd say 90% percent of our furniture is either given to us from like by friends and actually my my aunts <laughs> they like have they they like buying furniture so we get their lovely hand-me-downs or consignment furniture shops and it's you were talking about how as a young family you're wanting to furnish your home with something that looks nice but you also have a budget and my husband and I are still in that and so consignment or second-hand furniture is such the way to go because although Ikea plays its role and it's you know they do a lot of things really well and as a company I also know that they are focused on sustainability and making things more durable and whatnot the the fact of the matter is an Ikea something is not going to last you as long as something that's made with really good quality wood and um and that's super important so I love that y'all are doing because I'm a fan of refurbished furniture. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I know mom's going to want to ask you a question, but I just wanted to share this little image that I had in my head when you were talking about how you were like in your previous life at an educational institution and helping people like resolve conflict outdoors. I just just thought of you like telling people, okay, let's go stand under a tree and let's talk about how we can solve our problems. (laughs) Like now, Devin, that's the image in my head that I'm going to have when I think of you, (laughs) which is awesome. I love it. I don't know if that's accurate, but when you were talking that's what I that's what I was envisioning (laughs) okay I
2: definitely had lots of times of bringing people together saying okay let's let's work through what's going on here
0: (laughs) (laughs) mom you're up because I know I hog. I this is our dynamic a lot that we have to give people disclosure for and, and our listeners will know already but my mom and I kind of we're like fighting for who gets to ask the questions and lots of times I ask a lot of them. So I'm giving my mom her space.
1: <laughs> no, but, but going back, I just have one comment right now. and Then I do have a question for you, but going back to the furniture, uh, idea that y'all, that y'all were talking about and being a young couple and h- having a budget and whatnot. I'm not young. I am no longer in my twenties <laughs> and, but she's still very youthful. Oh, I'm, I'm extremely youthful, but I'm no longer young. And I, I just, I go to estate sales. I wanted a beautiful piece of furniture uh, for my outdoor porch and it has, it's covered and uh, anyway, it, it wouldn't get ruined and I have been wanting something really nice and I can't afford The beautiful furniture I want, and I got this amazing piece of furniture at an estate sale. It's an antique for one hundred and fifty dollars, and I know. I just why and and I I do it for. Because I can find things that I want, and I also do it for the earth. I don't—this th- th- this piece of furniture has was made many years ago. A tree has already been used. We don't need to cut down any more trees for my furniture, I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. So yep. anyway, so you were talking uh, about the chore list and the, some yeah. of the <laughs> ideas that you have for parents and their children, and also— I would hope grandparents too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's not a grand m- mom no. yet, but she's already putting herself in that category. Well, I Devin. have a grand puppy. that's true. You I do. Have, you I do. have whiskey. And, and, and for our listeners, it's the eco habit tracker and the eco chores chart, at least the ones that I saw. Oh.
1: Yes. Yes, yes. So what are some of the more popular tips and what are, what have you seen that have gotten children and families and adults engaged the most?
2: Yeah. So, um, A lot of what I talk about is um, modeling, number one. Um, And so that's something that I do is try to, you know, model what I hope that they do later. Um, Mm -hmm. But something that I kind of maybe maybe I'm adding that not everybody does is I really draw attention to what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. right? Because students can absolutely observational learning is very, very powerful. But it requires attention, and with young kids, um, they're not always paying attention in the way that you you hope. You know, they're definitely going to catch you doing that thing you don't want them to repeat. <laughs> they will definitely pick that up. But the, but the habits you want them to adopt, they may not realize because they're so so second nature, mm-hmm. right? Um. So, um, drawing their attention to something I'm doing that I want them to pick up, um. I'm going to turn my lights out now because I'm leaving this room. Mm. I will say that because I want them to understand that turning your lights out is something I'm doing for the environment.
0: Oh I love that. Um, I've never ever thought of that. That is brilliant. <laughs>
2: um, well thank you. You are um, a
0: true <laughs> educator. You are. I had I never did that. No. <laughs> Mom, I
1: would definitely. just say, would you please turn off the lights? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh,
2: and sometimes it's that too, right? But um, kids. Like sometimes I think you have to be, there's balance, right? You can't take it too far. So, so I'm going to give you an example of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been trying also, right, to teach them to conserve water, right? We turn off our water when we brush our teeth and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But my um, four-year-old has taken the idea of like, we have to conserve water to the extreme where like you still have to wash your hands, you know, and it can't just be like, Oh, got to turn the water off. We're wasting water. I'm like, no, when you're using it to wash your hands, that's not wasting. (laughs) It's when you're like, you know, we're not using it because our toothbrushes are in our mouth. Then we do right? <laughs> I love um,
0: your, you'll probably get the, I don't need to bathe tonight because we're conserving water.
2: <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but it's cute, but I do. I, I I, will do that with the television. Like, okay. And it's a progression, I think, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I've been trying to teach people as well is like, whatever I'm doing with my kids at work, I'm trying to share. And and um, so I started with, I'm going to turn off the TV because we're not watching it right now. Mm-hmm. And then it became, um, here's how you turn off the TV because we're not watching it right now. Mm-hmm. And then it became, can you turn off the TV because we're not watching <laughs> it right now? And now, not every time she's only four, but she, she does do the, Oh, we're not watching it right now. We should turn off the TV, oh, right? God. Um, and and I'm, I'm not uh, trying to make it sound like she does it all the time. She's she does not, but I can tell that she's learning, right? I can tell that she's like connecting that. Um, we just went to Music Fest in Bethlehem, and um. And my daughter is like, oh, there's a, there's a bottle, there's a cup on the ground. And she's like, oh, we got to pick that up because, you know, that could hurt the animals if we leave Aww. garbage on the ground. Like, so our kids are watching and listening to what we're doing. And it doesn't have to be lessons are great. Um, there is definitely time and space for lessons and movies and, and, and educational resources. But you're... As the parent, you're Mm -hmm. the biggest resource, Mm -hmm. and and what you do and how you engage them in your life is so important.
0: That's amazing.
1: Okay, Zoom is really wonderful because we can talk with people who are far away from us, but I wish you were near so I could give you a hug. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I just love your approach and how you're doing it, and your children are so lucky to have you and your husband modeling and, and teaching them these these critically important life lessons Mm -hmm.
0: I would second that I mean I I think I'm pretty lucky too to have my mom as a mom but (laughs) you guys are killing it (laughs) knocking it out of the park what struck me the most from what you just said which is a concept that we talk a lot about you know, during, in our podcasts and posts is this idea of conscious and mindful living. And I actually even prefer that term over sustainable living because sustainable living can be just perceived in many different ways, right? And like, when will we ever become truly sustainable in our lifestyle, and then you go down that rabbit hole and you're like, okay, that's that's not where we were wanting to go, but mindful and conscious living is what I really can get behind, and what I love about what you just said is that you're basically taking that to that next level of not only are you being mindful and conscious, but you're communicating that mindfulness in a mindful way, <laughs> you're just like layering the mindfulness, and I love it.
1: <laughs> and I we think we try. We
0: try. You're doing uh, an awesome job. <laughs> thank you. So, and on that, you know, note, another thing that you were just saying is that it's a progression, right? And adopting these new, life you know, h- habits is. A journey. So I would really love if you could tell us a little bit more about how your family specifically goes about incorporating these mindful practices into your day-to-day and how has it changed your life? And okay, I'm gonna give you a series of questions and you answer however you'd like because <laughs> I think it just is all involved. How do you go about making the decision like, okay, we're going to you know implement this habit do you feel like that has been a difficult journey for you and how looking back obviously you'll have way more to go in the future but looking back in terms of where you started where you said okay yeah I I recycled versus where you are now how for someone who hasn't really embarked on that mindful journey yet how would you describe that difference in your life
2: yeah those are all great questions (laughs) um yeah, so I think in some ways, dear husband didn't have a lot of choice because he married me and this is I'm on this journey and you're agreeing to come with me, right? Um,
0: I can say the same for my husband too, probably.
2: <laughs> right, but the good news is, I think, is that, um, you know, what started out as sort of this like, yep, I'm along for the ride because I like her, right, <laughs> became a like, he's really invested in a lot of ways. Um, and really, you know, has become more mindful himself. Um, so that has been really great. Um, he was not like super excited about those cloth diapers when that was (laughs) 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 was super excited about that one. Um, but I do think that after doing it, um, you know, we sit there and we go, wow, like, we kept a lot of diapers out of the landfill. Kill mm-hmm. us, right? And, and y'all
1: saved really, a lot of money.
2: Right. We're not saying we, we were exclusively cloth. Let me just clarify. We were not. Um, but we used them as much as we could. And and we know that that was, you know, making some sort of impact that mm-hmm. we could feel good about. Um, <clears throat> and so I guess I would say that our, uh, my journey Started first and then I sort of recruited him to come along with me um and then our kids were kind of doing the same right um I think the biggest part that helps us with our decisions is just education right it'd be exposure so um I am I'm an academic and so I'm often learning and reading from all different kinds of you know research material but also articles and blogs and um you know, my own life experience, right? And I am taking all those things and saying, okay, like, what am I seeing, hearing, learning, experiencing that that fits well mm-hmm. in my life, right? I am a firm believer in that there are so many options out there that you just need to find the one that feels the best, that feels the easiest, mm-hmm. right? Because um, if you pick the thing that's really hard, um, many people, not all, there's always exceptions, but many people are going to get discouraged because they picked something that was really hard and mm-hmm. lofty for them in their own life. Yeah. And and what's lofty for someone else is easy for, for someone yeah. else, right? Yeah. Um, but, like, we try to pick the things that are, this is not going to make us super uncomfortable. This is not going to be super hard. That doesn't mean it's not a little bit harder uncomfortable right because that's how we learn and grow but it's we pick the things that seem easiest to incorporate and then we get a win when it works right and a win motivates you to move on to the next thing and have another win right Mm -hmm. and so that's what we keep doing and the the things that seem easiest are getting a little harder and a little harder right because we've already done a good job with these other things right Mm -hmm. Um so like I said, cloth was a real easy thing for us to adapt. So that's sort of where we started. Um, we've, and, and then the reusable, because that was pretty easy. There's lots of reusable options out there. So we started kind of using those and adapting those. But as we learn more, we're, we're being a little bit more choosy about maybe how we come by getting those reusable things mm-hmm. or what they're made out of, right? And yeah. kind of sort of, leveling up a little bit on on some of those practices or um, uh, one of the big journeys that we're on and hoping to take people on with us is related to sort of how we're eating because mm-hmm. we're realizing what an impact that has on yes. the environment. So we're just sort of slowly adopting these practices that we, that we feel um, align with our own lives and lower our negative impact on
0: the environment. I love that. I love that. And okay, 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 mom, you're going to get your turn, I promise. But I just want to (laughs) follow up on a couple of things. First of all, so much of what you just said it just completely resonates with a lot of what we've said. And I love having these conversations. And I always think of Brene Brown when you st- when you were, yes, go Brene Brown, when you were talking about how at first it's a little uncomfortable, but that's how you learn and grow. And that's a big thing for me because I personally think it's a bit of a cop out. And I I tend to be a bit more direct than my mom does. My mom tries to be a bit more polite than I do. But I think it's a little bit of a cop out when people say living sustainably is hard. Well, mm, okay, let me rephrase that. Living consciously can be at times a bit uncomfortable while you learn new things. But if you're shying away from that in a conscious living situation, then that is possibly telling me that you're just not interested in growing and developing as a person. I just see it as part of my personal development journey. And I love the way you said like, yeah, sure, it can be a little uncomfortable at first, but then it just gets integrated into your life and you get motivated, as you said, to try something else or to up level. And it just kind of snowballs from there. And actually, at the end of last year, my mom and I really sat down and tried to boil down all of what we had learned and thought about into actionable, like, or or just buckets. And we came up with three buckets, connect, um, celebrate and learn. The one first one being connect with nature, because as you alluded to in the past, when you were saying like, parents can't teach their children if they don't understand, we believe that you can't care for something you feel no connection to and there's so many ways you can foster that connection celebrate is the celebrate the small things as you were saying like the reusable diapers okay maybe someone can come and tell you well what impact is that going to have well let me tell you across my lifetime and several other life people's lifetimes a big impact actually and you even if it just your, you know, change of habit doesn't create this massive impact. I still think it's worth celebrating and sharing and then learning, which is what we're really talking about here is the third one, because I realized that if people don't take responsibility for their own journey, like we're here to provide resources as you are, like you can provide all the amazing resources, but at the end of the day, people need to want to learn and grow. And that's, their responsibility right our goal is to be able to give them a place to come to and I'm sure green whales goal is is similar but at the end of the day we've noticed for us it's that like that snowball that you start with something little and then it progresses and progresses and then as you're progressing you're like okay where do I go find that information but you need to want to find that information for yourself so all that to say is that I'm feeling all the things you're saying (laughs) and mom now you can speak (laughs) no devin go ahead what what did you want
1: to did you want to say anything to that
2: oh i i just appreciate that a lot thank you and you're right we we are definitely in that snowball We're, we're we're rolling down the mountain right and gaining speed as we go um it's not without moments of discomfort it's Mm -hmm. not without moments of i don't quite know where i'm (laughs) going next um but we're getting there right and um it's something we can we can feel good about and hope hopefully um encourage other people to start on that journey or or continue on their journey right um yeah
1: i know that i'm a big fan of all birds i the the shoes and i think and they're they look are taking care of our planet and producing these wonderful quality shoes. And I used to order shoes from them. And now I get my all bird shoes through consignment stores. Yeah. yeah I'm just it taking it to another level. So yes, it's, it is important to take these things to another level and tell us how you're teaching people and how are you what resources are you giving people and you were talking about you wanted people to get on this journey with you well h- how are you getting people on, on on the journey with you
2: yeah well I think because we're a startup and family and and a little bit slow right <laughs> with our with our time. Um, a lot of it is just I'm freely sharing lots of things. Mm-hmm. So we have a social media account that we I post to pretty much every day um, with a lot of educational content. Um, almost always geared towards parents and very, very often with a, and here's how you can translate that to kids or here's where kids fall into that. Um, we do have a blog on our website where we're also sharing things. Like right now we're, we have our um, uh, sustainable school prep, Right? Nice. So making your making that a little bit more sustainable. Um, so a lot of free information because really I just want people on my journey, right? I just want <laughs> people to
1: say hey, something
2: that I can like connect with or resonate with or or whatever. Um, but slowly we're also um, putting out products to to encourage people to help people. Um, so oh, you were talking about your mission, and I am really thinking for me that that mission is about. Um, support mm-hmm. and resources right so so i'm here if you're if you're struggling or whatever to kind of like give you a little little boost right yeah. um and also just to, to give you the resources the resources to learn yourself as as an adult the resources to use with your kids um and so um i have a uh, a little coloring book if you will that, mm-hmm. that we created with the sort of intersection of uh time for reflection Mm -hmm. Um, a little bit of like did you know these things from about environmental issues or whatever um and then we're we're working on a supplement a, a child version um we currently have a gamified system for for trying to change your diet a little bit and make it more eco-friendly. Um, I have lots of ideas of things that are coming but aren't out yet. So we're, we're working on a children's book series. We are um, we're working on some uh, – I got inspired by myself. Can I do that? Is that allowed? <laughs> yes, you
0: can. <laughs> um, it's 100% allowed, Devin. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> yeah.
2: So we were um, – I was posting. I was communicating to people about um, – you know, how when I was growing up, there were three R's, right? There was the, the reduce, reuse, recycle, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And now there's all these, like, expanded R's that maybe arguably could still fit into in some ways those initial three, but I think they give us a lot more direction, a mm-hmm. lot more, like, concrete, this is what the, those R's mean, right? And one of them is the idea of repairing, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's something that we don't really culturally in the United States it's not something we do as much right where we've sort of kind of become this consumer just dis, disposable culture um and so I started posting about um repairing and mending
0: I love repairing
2: that. kind of touched on our furniture piece of the business and just this idea of like hey like we can we can mend our clothes and continue to use them we mm-hmm. don't have to just be like oh this Hem is falling down. The button fell off. Well, no good, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we, we can learn those things and do those things. And it got me thinking about, like, um, well, how do I engage a child in that? Mm. What does that? What does mending look like from the perspective of a child, and particularly a young child, um, who maybe can't sell? Right. Like it is not safe for me to give my children a needle and thread and say, We're gonna put this button back on the shirt. Right? Like this is bad parenting or something. I don't know. Um so I said, okay, like what but I still want them to learn this idea. Right. And I can model it and I can talk about it and that's great. But is there anything that I else that I could do? Right. Um, so I'm really sitting in a space of wanting to create a, a physical product, which is not really other than the furniture, that's not really where we've we've been operating. Mm-hmm. But I really think that there's an opportunity to um Mary, the idea of teaching your child um some fine motor skills or mm-hmm. uh, working with them on fine motor skills and connecting that to this idea of mending um and, and repairing clothes. So I sort of want to connect those things. Um and that's that's one of the ideas that I have coming up. Um but, but a lot of it's still up here in my head um, and, and it's still coming.
0: Well, well, I'm excited we caught you early-ish on your journey so that we can see all these awesome ideas come to fruition. <laughs> I want to make a
1: comment about the repair. Whenever I was young, in a lot of the shop, local neighborhood shopping centers, there was a repairman. And I don't know if you've ever watched the Andy Griffith. Show, but one of the main characters, he's a repairman, and they had you took my iron just broke, and I bet it's simple, but I had to go buy a new iron because I don't know how to fix an iron, and, and we don't really have repairmen anyway. I know, yeah. I know, but I so miss that. So many times it's like, where's where's the local repairman? Where's but Bar- no, it's not Barney, but whoever <sighs> the repairman is in the Andy Griffith show,
0: I miss him. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Okay, I know we're going to start wrapping it up with our public portion. And FYI, for listeners who are with us on Patreon, I know you just heard a little bit about how you can, you know, Devin was talking about gamifying your eating. And I believe that's what we're going to go into. Play your plate, correct, Devin? Yes, Awesome. Ooh, I want to learn that. Well, you're gonna, Mom, because you're in Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) But my mom always asks guests, one question to kind of wrap it up before I pass it on to her. I wanted to get just your quick thoughts on something because it comes up a lot for us, which is eco anxiety. And a lot of people we talk to, it seems like more and more are kind of, I'm going to use the word stuck in this rut that is eco-anxiety and just feeling overwhelmed by all of the things, especially, you know, the IPCC report just came out yesterday and, and that's huge in terms of, you know, red code red. And yeah. people seem to get stuck in this code red mentality and can't get out of that to really celebrate like the reusable diapers and things like that. So what just quickly, like, what are your general thoughts on eco anxiety? If you have any, have you come across a lot of people that talk about it in in your world? What do you have anything to share about eco anxiety and how to like maybe help people that are feeling that way?
2: Sure, I think um, it's natural to feel that way in a in a society where so much of news is sensationalized news, right? Um, and we and we hear a lot of the. Doom and gloom kind of things when it comes to climate and environment and, and uh, just sustainability in general. And so, um, I don't, I can relate, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't blame anybody for feeling that way. Just because we're on this journey doesn't mean we've never had that. And don't go through times when we're like, oh man, like, am I am I actually making a difference? Right? We yeah. we question those things and we and we wonder right about yeah. what can our impact be and um is it worth it right yeah. um and I think one of the things for me that I that I try to center myself around is that it's worth it for us because of the life that we're living and that we can feel good about the life that we're living um I think that a lot of times um your, your conscious living, your mindful living is also a healthier way of living, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I'm not saying just because you're doing something uh, environmental or equal friendly, you're, you're healthy, but I do think it they go together, yes. right? Um, and so I can feel good about, you know, making these decisions, whether they do or not, do not solve our crises, mm-hmm. right? Because I know that they're good for my family.
0: Yeah, I love that. Bring it home. Bringing it home, Devin. <laughs> okay, Mom, you bring us home <laughs> with your final question. The final
1: question, Devin, is what do you think is the most important thing each person can do to help reverse global warming and climate change?
2: I think the most important thing that we can do is learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and that my, I hope that's not a cop out answer. No, but it's not. I really think Like, we are so empowered by what we learn. Mm -hmm. Um, We aren't able to make any of the other changes that can all be beneficial if we're not first learning. Um, And I don't just mean, like, learn because you read something, right? (laughs) But learn because you're critically reading things. Learn because you're taking in... All kinds of sources and making educated decisions about the material um, and then doing something like that, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, I think uh, absorbing information is not learning,
0: yeah,
2: right? But actually letting mm-hmm. it transform you um, because you've done the work to actually learn it and, and kind of integrate it yeah. is what's most important
0: wonderful speaking of learning if y'all want to learn more about green whale um their website is gogreenwhale.com and i know all of your social media links are there but and i and i will post those in the show notes uh if people want to go directly to instagram is that green whale llc it is at yes. green whale llc i was stalking y'all a little bit no worries <laughs> and it's great your social media i gotta say your instagram is gorgeous it's very very pretty to look at and lots of lots of information as devin has mentioned so yeah head over to green go green and all of the links are there and how to get in touch with devin which is how we reached out for the podcast so they actually respond to their emails y'all it's <laughs> <This is> awesome <laughs> devin thank you again so much for being with us we're looking forward to the bonus episode and we really appreciate you spending your time to just chat about all of your passions and your gifts and you're doing so much amazing things for the world so thank you thank you thank you for sharing them with us
2: thank you for having me i really appreciate
1: it yes thank you so much for your time and expertise and
0: enthusiasm Yeah, you're, yeah all of the above awesome thanks devin
2: Bye. thank you